Happy uh, March Madness, everyone. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners, thanks for uh, spending more time thinking about this team today. Um, more time than they've ever wanted to put in on the actual game itself. Now, thanks a lot for uh, tuning in here. Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white every single day. And uh, once again, for the, what is it now, third straight year in a row is January, February. <laughs> Uninspired play, April, May. Um, yeah, it's that, that was embarrassing. <laughs> I don't think that's mean. I don't think that's off color. I don't think that's being hard on these kids. Like that... That is a tremendously embarrassing performance. To get gifted the double buy in the Big Ten tournament. To have the fortune of going against the 13th seeded team. And while they are a good team, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Hey, you know, the metrics are actually better than what their record says. That flies out the window when their best player, Bryce Sensabaugh, isn't even playing. You get gifted this opportunity to beat Ohio State so you could play Purdue and maybe get yourself on the sixth seed line. Or, uh-oh, after a comedy of errors and just uninspired play, just incredible body language shot the entire game, you probably have fallen to the eight line now. And you're probably going to get butchered against, I don't know, Houston, we'll call it, um, Alabama perhaps. Uh, so, yeah, instead of taking on an 11 seed in the first round or at least playing for a chance to do that, let's just get on our knees and pray to God that we get a seven seed so we can get axed out of the tournament by a 10 seed or maybe even a two seed, uh, perhaps Baylor instead. So now blown opportunity um, and just more than the game. Uh, obviously, it was a great opportunity to win Ohio State third straight game in three days. And this is something we talked about yesterday, too. This game is going to be decided on. Bruce Thornton's legs. Okay, this is a freshman guard who has played 60 combined minutes in the two previous days leading up to this game. And what did he do against the veteran A.J. Hogard and the veteran Tyson Walker? He straight up outplayed them, and it wasn't even close. The freshman turned into their father during this game. At halftime, eight points, three assists, zero turnovers for Bruce Thornton. At halftime for veteran point guard, leader of this team, A.J. Hogard, no points, two turnovers. I, I, I don't, you know, he might have two assists. So, that yeah, that goes uh, great. That's awesome. And, uh, look, there's a lot that you could pick apart about this game. Um, look, we'll, we'll talk about this right now before I just, you know, continue being a sourpuss about this game. Ohio State started the game making some really tough shots. They did. Uh, those were some heavily contested shots. Now, okay, that ends that conversation because we're going to talk about what Michigan State could have controlled a little more. While Ohio State hit some tough shots in the first half, Michigan State made sure to attempt even tougher shots than what they were seeing the Buckeyes make, except Michigan State did not make those shots. Of course they didn't. And also... Hey, we've talked late this season about how we're gearing up for March and, oh, the boys are looking good. We're getting the building blocks all in place. They're shooting really good from three. They're getting wide open looks from three. Okay, now the book is out on Michigan State, and it's an easier book to read than Green Eggs and Ham. Uh, it, it is incredibly easy to beat this team offensively. First, you just got to show up with some modicum of effort on defense. And also, 
pack the perimeter. Mich- or Ohio State's defense was so high up guarding everything on the perimeter that they never let Michigan State get any comfortable looks from three. They let the mid-range wide open all game, and despite Ohio State not having a physically imposing front court, Michigan State still couldn't get anything going inside of there too. So, of course they didn't because they don't have any good front court players. The good front court player you can rely on is Malik Hall, and he looked completely insane today, and not in a good way. Just way too out of control, way too fast, way too many times he did the, let's do the dribble the ball into two guys or three guys at the rim, and then, I don't know, huck something up and pray that it falls. That happened way too much this game. Uh, So yeah, that is your recipe for success against Michigan State. Just play high. Give them the mid-range. Um, 10 three-point attempts from Michigan State in the first half, and only eight of those I take seriously because two of them came from uh, Trayvon Holloman. And I don't know where in the game plan Trayvon shooting two three-pointers in one half is, but unless he's at the very last second of the shot clock, that should never, ever, ever, ever be part of an offense. But it's unfair to put it entirely on his shoulders. No one else was finding the open shot or anything like that, so... Yeah, uh, at halftime, defensive uh, intensity did pick up. I guess Izzo went into the locker room at halftime. He spoke with Big Ten Network and said, I don't want to hear Ohio State making challenging shots. I don't want to hear that excuse, even though that is kind of what happened. They came out. They played really good defense to start the second half. They also lit it up on offense as well. Got it to a two-point game. Okay, then Ohio State called a timeout. And then you swapped the lineup that you had in there. You brought in Malik Hall. You brought in Jackson Kohler. And, hey, the two-point lead? Oh, or the two-point deficit? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Jackson Kohler blew another open layup this year. And then, uh uh-oh, Ohio State came down on the other end. And, oh, no, A.J. Hogard left his man, Bruce Thornton, the guy that's been tearing him up the entire game. That's a three-pointer. Okay, five-point deficit. Still kind of in this thing. And then... Cue the Malik Hall theme song. Uh, here he comes down the court, three guys in front of him, l- looking like <laughs> Kenneth Walker trying to pick up a, a third and two. And when he gets to the hoop, just, I don't know, I'm just going to throw the ball 15 feet in the air and see what happens. So, uh, and needless to say, Ohio State took that, scored on the other end, and had a two-point deficit. Oh, no, now it's a seven- or eight-point deficit now and just completely spiraled from there. Ohio State was held at one point to one field goal and seven trips down the court, but Michigan State couldn't stop turning the ball over. A.J. Hogarth was getting a little peeved. Izzo's in his ear on the bench, and they're going back and forth, which, yeah, A.J., that's definitely earned to do when you're having the game that you're having, to start barking back at the coach uh, on the bench. I mean, look, we've seen players and Izzo collide all the time. Sometimes they're very memorable. They're very fun. Like that time Cassius Winston, I swear to God, almost punched Izzo in the face at Penn State back in 2020, I believe it was. Okay, that, that's not one of those times because at least Cassius earned the right to go back and forth with him. I haven't seen any reason why you should be rolling your eyes at what Izzo's saying as you are getting piped by the 13th seed in the Big Ten tournament, blowing any chance that you had at a Big Ten tournament title, blowing any chance you had at another game to ramp up for March. There's no reason to just act like that, but, oh well, I mean, uh, hey, uh, again, I don't know what the final score is I'm recording during the game right now, actually, uh, it was clear that the team had no interest in competing for 40 minutes, so why would I watch the entire 40 minutes? Uh, so there you have it, uh, next up, Selection Sunday, 
Got a long time to think about that, and this is really good too. Even more rest for our team heading into whatever game it will be. Thursday, Friday, who cares? Um, maybe they'll advance out of the first round and then throw up the deuces and then peace out in the second round against, again, Kansas, Houston, maybe Baylor. Maybe they get lucky uh, to play against a two-seeded, I don't know, maybe Marquette jumps to the two. It, it doesn't matter because, uh, quite frankly, Book is out on Michigan State. Just don't let him shoot a three-point ball. They will get nothing done inside the paint. I mean, and that's the other thing that drove me crazy, and this is where I'm going to have my Joker moment if I'm not already fully there right now, um, is just the persistence to get the ball inside the paint to Mati Sissoko over and over again. This is a plan that fascinates me because how big does the sample size have to be to realize that, A, the ball is probably not going to get caught. Uh, it is a very low chance that the ball is actually gathered. And then, okay, step two. Let's say by some divine miracle the ball is caught in the paint. Now what? What what post-move package have we seen where we think that's going to be an automatic two points? He scores on post-moves about once every two weeks. The only time he scores is when an offensive rebound just falls in his lap. He miraculously catches it, and then after about four seconds of deciding what to do with it, goes up and dunks. It's kind of the only time that points are on the board. Never is it, all right, feed him, dribble, hezzy hay over my shoulder. That, who do we think we have down there that we're throwing the ball to? Why do we keep on trying that? Of course it ends in turnovers every single time. But again, don't don't shoot the three-point ball as a top 10 team in the nation. Make sure you keep feeding the inside, which, um, yeah, that's been working great the entire season. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. That sense the ball was out. Um, Lee Call made sure to... Fill in whatever void Bryce uh, Sensabaugh was uh, leaving for Ohio State. I can't believe how bad he played today. Uh, whatever. Hey, if there's anything that we've gotten to know about his game is that it's two really bad games and the one good game. So we'll, we'll see if that happens in March. Whatever. January, February. Izzo! April. See you guys later.